Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. So I want to continue this morning on this topic called potential. Now last week we started with this, and the main theme of last week was, was this. It was important for us to know the power and the potential that God given you. Do you know that you've got potential in your life? That you have, are born with a potential in your life to do great things. And maybe it doesn't feel like that. Maybe if you look at your life, maybe if you think about yourself, you might think, yeah, sure, Henny. If you know what I've been going through in my life, sure, I don't care because the Word promises that you have potential. That's what the Word says. See, when we know our potential, then we need to be able to release it. See, it's like being a billionaire and not being able to spend your money. <laughs> I mean, that must be a terrifying nightmare. Think about it. But that's almost the same as you've got a treasure, but you can't release it. See, so many people don't know that they've got potential, but so many people know they have a potential, but they don't know how to release that potential in their life. You see, if a child has have a potential to play good rugby or sport or netball or maybe they've got a musical potential or maybe but they don't know it or maybe they know it but they have no idea how to release it they will die at old age with an unused treasure you see i don't want to die one day with an unused treasure of potential in my life i don't know about you but we, we need to unleash the potential in our lives that is the unburied, also buried treasure that needs to be shown to the world. See, it's so important for each, and our, each of us to move from a dream to a vision and then acting upon that vision. See, it's important to dream. We all need to dream. We have to dream. But you need to not stay at the dream. Move to a vision, seeing that happen, then putting action to it and making the amazing things that, that God has called you to do. There's, uh, there's an amazing quote. I forgot to put it, put it up there, but I, I, I um, spoke about it last week. It says, the poorest person in the world is a person without a dream. But the most frustrated person in the world is a person with a dream that never becomes reality. And there's so many frustrated people all over the world with a dream that never becomes reality because they don't know how to release the potential in their life. You see, it's important to dream. But our dreams will direct us to our purpose in life. What is your purpose? Have you thought about it? What is your true purpose in life? You see, our purpose on earth is determined by our potential that God has given us. That's why all these things are interconnected with each other. What's the definition of the word potential? Now, we spoke about it last week very quickly, so I'm just going over it for us to, to look at it again. The word potential means the following. It's defined in the, in the following way. It says, it is who you are that's yet to be revealed. That is who you are that is yet to be revealed. It is a deposit that's waiting to be revealed in your life. You have a deposit in your life that God has given you the day you were still in seed form. That God are waiting to release in your life. Isn't that amazing to know? See, there's a huge difference between how we look at ourselves 
and how God looks at us. Have you thought about that? See, it all comes down to this, the principle of potential. The principle of potential. And I spoke about it last week very quickly. And can I give you the quickly the principle of potential? If I've got an apple seed in my hand, it is fact that I've got an apple seed. But it is truth that I'm holding an apple orchard because of the potential that the seed holds. Do you get that? See, that's the principle of potential. I've got a seed in my hand. That's fact. But the truth of the matter that in God's Word says that He has created the seed to be an apple orchard because there is potential in it. And it's the same with each and every one of us. We are like a seed in God's hand with potential to change nations, to do things in life. We just need to believe it. And when you realize it, you need to say, like, okay, Lord, how can I release it? And God comes and takes the seed and He puts it into the right habitat for it to blossom. Isn't that amazing? You see, if you understand this principle of potential, then God has already did something in your heart and you're starting to think, oh, wow, Lord, I've got more than I thought I have. You see, when God looks at each of us, He sees seeds of greatness to make an impact. Each and every one of you sitting here today and every one of you, wherever on, on this earth, has a potential to make an impact to people around them. Has a potential to make an impact in your job, your f- relationships, your family. There's, there's a potential to make an impact. Now, I used the scripture last week. Now, I want to look at it again. When God created man, He breathed life into Adam. And He said to following, He said, So God created human beings in His own image. Then God blessed him. And then He said... Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. See, God took a seed and immediately he said, Listen, Adam, I want you to realize that I didn't just make you to eat an apple or two a day. No, no, no. I made you to make an impact. I made you to multiply, to be fruitful. Because there is potential in you as a seed. See, God created us with seed potential. Did you hear that? God created each one of you with seed potential. And He designed us to release and to maximize that potential every day of your life. Every time you read, every time you have a conversation, every time you are corrected, every time you have a growth moment, God is maximizing that seed in your life. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we're so offended because this was so distant. I'm offended by this. But God is just maximizing the potential in your life by helping you grow, by encouraging you to keep on going. So here's the question. How do you release the potential that God has given you in your life? It's a good question, eh? Now last week we looked at the first key of this, and it is to know your source. What is your source in life? Is it Netflix? Is it the books you're reading? The academic qualifications that you have? What is your source? You see, the only and absolute source that we have is God. God is our true source. He is the only one where life flows from. And without God, we will never understand or release our potential. Why? Because all potential is wrapped up in Him. We have God's potential in our lives. If you have a dream to paint, but you don't know how, Maybe it's God giving you, it's like maybe He's chipping away at that potential in your life. If you want to write, just start writing because God is maximizing that potential in your life. Look what Peter said. I love this scripture. 
everything we could ever need in life and godliness. What do you need in life and to be godly? Think about it. God says, it has already been deposited in us by His divine power. You already have it. You've got it. I need to be more spiritual. No, you've got it. No, I need to do. No, you've got it. God has deposited everything you know and need to be godly and be successful through His power. See, as God's creation and sons of God, we are carrying God's potential here on earth. Not just my potential, not just the Buddha potential. No, no, I'm carrying God's potential in my life. But we will not release that potential if we don't know that He is the only and true and absolute source. You will never release that potential because He's the source of the potential. Now today we want to look at the second key of releasing the potential and that is understanding your function. Is there so many Christians and, and, and church and so many believers all over the world today that don't know their function as believers? I realized when I was prepping for this and I read a bunch of stuff and I, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of resources and it, it knocked me over because I realized, Henny, you're missing it 99% of the time of what your function really is. Uh, to, just to be honest. Now if you're looking at function, the human race, we are experts in knowing how the earth, the plants, the animals, etc. function. Come on, we are. You see, we can cross-breed animals. We can make food tastier. We can, we can cross-pollinate certain plants to make bigger fruit and stronger this. And, I mean, we're experts in this. We are. It's amazing how they can create a new flower, a different color, this, this. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. But as humans, as a human race, I think we still haven't came close to understand how God created us to really function. Now, I'm not talking medically, because the medical field has really grown, and it's amazing. But the total us. See, the problem is we concentrate on the body instead of on the spirit. That's it. That's the problem. See, and the highest and the biggest problem that why we still, that is the biggest problem why we're still not 100% capable of releasing God's potential in our lives. Now, to understand our function, we first need to understand a very important thing. And it's very simple. We need to understand that we are designed for the eternity. We are designed for eternity. You're not just designed for this life. To get born, grow up, go to school, go to high school, go to university, get married, get a job, get this, then die. No, you are created and destined for eternity. Now, when God designed and created us, He created us with spirit in mind. Not with your body. Yes, He gave us a body and a soul, but He created us spirit. That's when He breathed into Adam, He breathed His spirit and His potential and everything He had into Adam. But Adam and Eve, we know what happened. Sin and disobedience, and because of the sin and the disobedience, it slowed down God's plan for creation. Of course, he had a plan. And Adam was created, if you remember, Adam was created to understand the thoughts, the purposes, 
and everything of God. Why? Because he communed with God daily. He was spirit and he walked with God as spirit daily in the garden. God created him as spirit first, not a body. And, it's, and I know that's a, it's, it's a deeper, I don't want to go into that deeper, but I want to get the principle that God created us spirit first. You see, when they sinned, Adam and Eve, they became controlled by their soul instead of their spirit. And because they gave control to their soul instead of their spirit, listen what they did. They were starting to look at their environment for wisdom. I'm looking at the environment for wisdom instead of God. Because I'm now not connected to my spirit, but I'm connected with my soul that's looking for wisdom from everything around me. And if we can make that shift in life that says that I'm not body first, I'm spirit first. And my spirit source is God, and the way it needs to function is so much different than we think. Are you getting this this morning? We can actually say the following, that a man without God is a paralyzed spirit. I mean, I had to think about that when I wrote it down. I thought, that is so true. We are paralyzed spirits on legs, walking. <laughs> Almost like that. <laughs> you see, we're not focusing on a body, we're focusing on a spirit. Listen to Romans 3, verse 23. I love this scripture. The Roman road to salvation. It says, For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Everyone. Everyone falls short. Everyone. You see, sin and disobedience literally paralyzed our spirit. And it had a tremendous effect on our soul and our body. See, our bodies die. Yes, we know. And our brain, apart from God, can know no more than what's been taught to us. If we, our spirit isn't activated by God, we just, we are paralyzed. Look what Jesus said. And I love this. In Matthew 15, verse 16 to 18. He says, don't you understand yet? And he's speaking to the disciples. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. But the words you speak comes from the heart. That's what defiles you. That's what defiles you. Now, the, the meaning of the word heart in this context, the Greek meaning of this word is the following, is the core of the spirit. That's actually what it says. It says, but it is the word you speak that comes from the core of your spirit. See, it's what you feed your spirit that can destroy you. What you feed your spirit. I had this, this image. Um, I, 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 I saw a, a cartoon this week of a, of a butterfly sitting in his car coming to the, the traffic police. And he showed his ID with his ID photos a worm on it. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's quite, quite funny. And, it, uh, and, and he said, the picture said, sorry, it's an old photo. <laughs> but I realized that a worm has the potential to become a butterfly depending on what it eats and how much it eats. So what are you eating? What are you filling your spirit with? You see, that's the important thing in our lives. That's why we need God. 
We need Him so much. We are designed for Him. We are designed for God. Without God, we are seriously restricted in life. I don't know about you, but I need Him. I need Him in my life because I'm restricted apart from Him. Now, when we detach ourselves from the source of life, our spirit man dies and we step into a lifeless relationship with God. Because you are designed for a relationship with God. But when you detach yourself from God, the relationship is lifeless. Absolutely. Now, as we know, God has a plan of redemption. And the plan of redemption involved Jesus, His Son. And it's important to know that this plan from the start was the following. It is to get fellowship back. It is to get fellowship back. He lost fellowship with us because of sin and disobedience in the garden of Adam and Eve. And, and his plan was from the start was to have fellowship with us. He wanted fellowship back, so he redeemed everything by sending his son, his most precious possession. See, that was our, our intended function on earth, was fellowship with him. You see, we need to let that sink in. Our function, our intended function on earth as human beings, as created by God, was only this, to have fellowship with the Father. But because God is creative, He gave us a potential to be amazing. But the main function was, I just want to have fellowship with you. I want to be with you. I want to know you more. I want to care for you. I want to hide you under my wing. I want to encourage you when you're discouraged. You just want to have fellowship with us. You see, sin was the problem. So Jesus came to take away the root problem, and then he, what, did, what did he do? He restored our calling for eternity. That's amazing. That's why if you're not born again, if you don't know Jesus as the Lord of your Savior, you're not living for eternity. You're just living till you die. Because your spirit is detached from the Father. Look at Romans 8, and suddenly Romans 8, verse 1 and 2 suddenly made sense to me. It says, So now, now there is no more condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, Jesus redeemed you. He says, The power of the life-giving Spirit has set you free from the what? The power of death and sin. See, Jesus came in and He redeemed us from everything where we were detached by our spirit, by, with God. Jesus came and said, let me just attach you. Just a plug. Just plug in. Just come plug in. Don't feel condemned because that's what the world will give you. It will give you condemnation upon condemnation, upon guilt, upon insecurity, upon this. All you need to do is take this and plug in. Get that spirit activated. Feed yourself with the spirit, not with the flesh. I always say to the students, if you watch Netflix all weekend, you can have a paralyzed spirit by Sunday. Listen to Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You see, that was his main purpose, to give us eternal life. We are designed for eternal life, for eternity. See, Jesus came to lift us from a life centered on me and my desires. And what did he do? He changed it to a life centered on him. I just want to be centered on you, Father, the source of my life. My, my function in life is to have fellowship with you. See, we need to realize that Jesus came to redeem our spirit. Yes. 
Not, not my body from the fire and hell. My spirit. Because this body will die here. Your spirit will burn in hell. That's how truthful it is. It's all spirit. <laughs> it's not body. We need to change our focus. But see, Jesus came to redeem our spirit. And guess what? If your spirit is filled, if you're saved, if you're redeemed, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit in your life, guess what? It has an effect on your soul. Man, your emotions are up. Your will is up. Your mind thinks differently. And suddenly, your body is more energized. You see, it overflows the one into the other. See, our created function is for our spirit to be in fellowship with God. Our true potential is released from our spirit. That's why we need an activated spirit. That's what Romans 8 verse 1 and 2 says. We need to activate that spirit because that's from our spirit that our true potential in life is being released. The word redeemed, do you know what that means? Jesus came to redeem us. That word redeemed means to purchase again. To purchase again. I read this story and I want to read it to you because I can't remember everything. Um, and it's, a, it's such a beautiful story. I'm going to read it and then I'll speak about it. The story's name is The Boy Who Lost His Boat. And it says the following. The boy's name was Tom. Tom carried his new boat to the edge of the river. He carefully placed it in the water and slowly let it out with a string attached. How smoothly the boat sailed. Tom sat in the warm sunshine, admiring the little boat that he built. Suddenly a strong current came and caught the boat. Tom tried to pull it back to shore, but the string broke. The little boat raced downstream. So Tom ran along the sandy shore as fast as he could, but the little boat soon slipped out of sight. All afternoon he searched for the boat. Finally, when it was too dark, um, too dark to look any longer, Tom sadly went home, heartbroken. A few days later, on his way home from school, Tom spotted a boat just like his in the store window. When he got closer, he could see, sure enough, it was his. Tom hurried to the store manager and he said, Sir, that is my boat in the window. I made it. And the man said, sorry, son, but someone else brought it in this morning. If you want it, you'll have to buy, you have to pay a dollar for it. So Tom ran home and he counted all his money and he had exactly one dollar. When he reached the store, he rushed into the counter and he said, here is my money, sir, for the boat. And as he left the store, Tom hugged his boat and he said, now you mine twice. Because I first made you and I bought you. See, we were originally God's property. We. But Satan stole us from God. Then Jesus came and he paid a redemptive price through death on the cross. See, Jesus did that so that we could be restored to what? To eternal life. And, very important, to fellowship with God. Because that's our intended function. Now, when Jesus saved us from sin and death, he restored our potential spirit by giving what? The Holy Spirit to us. So that the Holy Spirit are connected to our spirit. That's why we need Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be filled with the Spirit. Now, because of that, we can again flow in our function. 
We can flow in our function and then release the potential that God has given us when we were born. Now as believers, and I want to finish with this, as believers we need to remind ourselves that we were created to be limitless. Do you know that? We were created to be limitless. How many of you have seen the movie Limitless? Man, I love that movie. I know there's, there's a bunch of really bad scenes in it, but there's a PG movie, that, which is much better. But the, 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 most, the, the, the idea of the movie is phenomenal. The guy getting a pull, and he swallows this pull, and he becomes limit, limitless. He can do everything. His brain capacity goes from 30 to 100%, and, and it's just incredible. I mean, I've even watched the series that it is, but I just, want, I just like the, the principle of the movie because I know that God has created us to be limitless. You see, God thinks in terms of potential. He doesn't think things in terms of success. He thinks in terms of potential. You see, every living thing on this earth have potential to be more and to be better than they believe. Even yourself, if you think about yourself, we are better and we can do more than we believe. Now most people, when they accomplish something great, come on, we all have been there. All of us have accomplished something amazing in our lives. And then we camp there and we bask in the sunshine, we enjoy the, the success, we appreciate what's happening and you need to do that. But then most of us, unfortunately, we get so hung up on the past, past successes in our lives, that we fail to move on to what we still can accomplish. Listen to what Paul says, Philippians 3. It says, oh, I missed that. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14. It says, but one thing I do is forgetting what is behind me and straining to what is ahead. I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul said, man, I'm not stuck up on the past. It was amazing. It was good. But gee, I, I'm not satisfied of what I have accomplished. I'm looking for the next step. Why? Because the past is no longer motivational for me. There's something more that God has given me. I remember when I was a professional runner, um, I retired when I was about 30, or so I can't remember, 30, and there was friends of mine that really ran well, and they only retired at 38, because they didn't want to let go of that success and the things. I'm not saying they were wrong, but it's such a, a, a picture of us holding on to the past. Even the bad past. So many of us holding on to the things that happened to us. And we're holding on to the bad things that happened. Lord, when you fix that one day. No, no. Don't hold on to the past, good or bad. Move on to what the potential that God has given you. So I want to finish with this this morning. I want to finish with the story of Jesus and Paul. How Jesus met Paul when he was Saul on the road to Damascus. If you, if you don't know the story, go to Acts 9 and read the story of how actually started Acts 1 and you'll see how Paul was the worst of the worst of the religious, lawful crowd of Pharisees. He was so passionate about the law that he killed Christians left, right, and center. He killed them because they were wrong and they were, they were, they were um, disobeying the law that God has given us. 
Now, he was so passionate that he drove him to do the right thing, of holding on to the thing that, man, until he met Jesus face to face. He met him face to face on the road, and something happened in his spirit. You see, God set in motion something that would release Saul's real potential for him to become Paul. But firstly, he had to understand, Paul, Saul, had to understand his function. He had to understand what he was designed to. He was designed for the Spirit and not for the law. But listen what God had to do. He had to pause him for three days. God pressed pause. So the story, I'm not going to read it all, but the story said that he saw Jesus on the road of the Damascus and said, why are you persecuting my people? And, and in that moment, he, got, he, he, he turned blind. He went to the near, nearest town. He sat there and God sent the prophet Ananias to prophesy and pray for him. Scales fell, fell from his eyes and something happened. But in that moment, he came there. It says for three days he didn't eat or drank anything. He couldn't see. That, that sounds like a pause moment to me. He did nothing else but meditate on what he has saw. And that moment, that defining moment with Jesus on the road. I think in that three days, he realized, man, I was so stuck up with the law that I missed the true power of the Spirit. I missed it. Now, turning his focus from himself to God, in that moment when Ananias prayed for him, I believe something clicked in the Spirit. Something clicked. I want to encourage you with the following this morning. See, God created us with Spirit and mind. He did. You see, we're not coming to church to dance and to get some exercise and worship. No, no, we don't get here to even get some intellectual knowledge from the Bible. That as well. Well, we come to feed our spirit through fellowship with each other and fellowship with Him. You see, when you change that from, yes, that is why church is important. Yes, there's fellowship, there's community. It's amazing. But there's moments in church where God activates my spirit, what I was functioned to do. See, our function, if our function is in place, God will start to release our potential. You won't release your potential when you're still acting in the flesh and have a paralyzed spirit. When, when you walk to Jesus and say, Lord, thank you for redeeming me from all the nonsense that I've done in my life. I want to give you my life. Will you activate my spirit? Will you come and connect your spirit to my spirit? And in that moment, God comes and says, let me release some potential over your life. Let me release that over your life. So many people, I can, I, can, I mean, so many testimonies of people be, Coming Christians, getting born again, getting spiritual, and in the weeks and months after that, I remember it so well, every time they speak to me and say, Henny, you can't remove, believe what's been happening in my life. This has happened. This is breakthrough. This thing has happened. I got this job. I, got, I mean, it's amazing. Why, what, what is God doing? He's busy chipping away and releasing that potential out of your life because your spirit is connected to your spirit. We are spirit first. There's a scripture that I miss and I quickly want to speak. Titus 2 verse 3. Let me just go back because I, I realize I missed this. 
Where is it? Oh, yes. You see, God didn't just give us grace. Now, let me backtrack. When we realize that we are coming from God, this is actually what I said. Do you know that you are saved not for God's benefit? Because God doesn't need us to be saved. He already gave His Son to pay the price. Now the choice is yours. But we need to realize that, be, that coming to God is for our benefit. It is for our benefit, not God's benefit. Then suddenly, if you realize that, that you're coming to God for your benefit, then realize suddenly grace makes sense. And He, he gives us grace, not just to have grace. Grace um, definition is the following, to receive something you don't deserve. And when you receive something you don't deserve, God gives you grace. But grace, not just grace, is okay, now you're free. No, He gives us grace to empower us. Listen to what Titus 2 says. For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Then it says, it teaches us. The other scripture says, it empowers us to be free. See, Jesus came to lift us from a life connected, just concerned, just me, 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 unto him being the center. You see, like Paul, we can't let the past mistakes of our lives keep us away from our true potential. Just think about it if Paul sat down in that house and he just followed Barnabas every day and said, I'm too bad, I've killed Christians, I can't preach to him. I can't do that. We would have missed a third of the Bible. A third of the Bible. But God in that road said, I don't care about your past. I'm looking at your future because I'm looking at the seed. And there is potential in the seed to write a third of the scriptures that people will be reading for ages to come. I need that potential, Paul. So what I'm going to do, let me pause you for three days so that you see it is not from yourself, but it is from your spirit that these things will flow. And then you will find your true function of having fellowship with me. It's not about the body. It's all about the spirit. It's all about our spirit. I believe it's time for us to stop hanging on to the past. Successes or failures or things that you're looking back to. And it is time to look at the future. To look what God is about to do through your life. But if we miss that He is the source of everything, and we miss our function in this redemptive picture, we can't release our potential. Amen. Won't you stand with me? I want to pray with us this morning. Father, we thank You. <laughs> thank You for Your goodness. For your goodness, Father. Thank you for your goodness in our lives, Father. And I know that you are always there, Father. Always there when we need you. When you seem far, Father, you're always there. And Father, I thank you this morning that as we're speaking about potential, as we're speaking about what you've called us to be and and what to release, Father, we, I pray that, that we will not step by or walk past our true function in this life. 
You're not just living for the next bri or the next rugby game or the next success. We're living to be activated in our spirit. We're living to find you spirit to spirit. I thank you, Father, that you are true. You are God Almighty in our lives. Lord, I pray that that you will help us, that we will not be paralyzed spirits, that we will not be detached anymore from you, but that we will attach ourselves by feeding ourselves from, with more of you. Feeding ourselves with the right substance so that we can become a butterfly. We won't stay in worm form anymore, but we will move on to the true potential which your God has given us. I want to give you the opportunity this morning and I feel it so, so, so hard on my, on my heart this morning that if you are here and you feel that Jesus, I'm still paralyzed in my spirit I haven't grasped the true redemption story for me I've been living for my body and for my soul but I've missed my spirit I've never stepped over into that place of redemption which Jesus has paid for to give you the opportunity this morning just where you're at with every eye closed nobody looking around just slip your hand up and down quickly you don't have to keep it up just put your hand up and put just say father i need you i need you i slipped away father the church calls it i've backslidden I don't believe in it. I just believe that I've stood still for too long while the kingdom was advancing. If that's you this morning, why don't you just put your hand on your heart? If you feel that, Lord, I've, I've paused for too long. I've fed myself with the wrong stuff. My spirit has become paralyzed. I want a connection again, Lord. Show me the plug. Father, I pray for everyone here this morning in that place of longing for a true connection with you. Lord, I pray that you plug them in this morning. Holy Spirit, will you touch them? Will you activate their spirit this morning? Let's just take this moment. Why don't you just whisper to him and say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I want more of you. Thank you, Jesus. But may we never miss the true function what you have created us to function to be connected spirit to spirit with you and have fellowship with the Father. And maybe you're here this morning and you feel henny, but my spirit has not been activated yet. I've never given my life to the one who redeemed me, to Jesus. 
I'm still living a life for myself. I'm still feeling too guilty to step over that line of just saying, Father, I want to give my life to you. If that's you this morning, won't you just also raise your hand, just put it up and down, just between you and God. If you've never given your life to Him, never ever. You see, the Word says, when we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we will be saved. When we confess with our mouth and believe with the core of our spirit, we will be saved. And sometimes the Holy Spirit comes and presses that thing on our hearts. It's not guilt. It's just a pressing for, uh, He's pressing you to step over to that place of joy, to that place of more than enough, to that place of eternal destiny. Father, thank you this morning for changing our hearts, to connecting us to you again and again. Thank you that you did so much for us. So we don't have to, to die one day, but live into eternity with you. We pray that all in the mighty name of Jesus, the name above every other name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstalenbosch.co.za.